This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Respect uh, and love uh, Elon Musk more. He, he comes along and buys Twitter. Not quite. He's uh, he's on his way. He pumped nine million dollars. Uh, nine million. Nine billion. I believe the price was uh, nine billion. So I know he took nine percent. Three billion. Three, I'm sorry. Nine percent. Three billion, which is nothing. All he has is another two hundred and forty-seven billion to spend. I don't think he's into half measures. I don't think he's going to just uh, uh, say, I'm good. I'm good. I got uh, 9%. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll settle for this. I think he's coming for the whole deal, the whole company. And when he does, God, it's going to be a wonderful day in America. When he cleans house, when he walks into their, into their palatial office in Silicon Valley, and says, you're out, you're out, you're out. I'm, uh, there's a new there's a new captain. I'm the captain now. That's what we're hoping for. We will tell you what motivated Elon Musk. And I hate to break it to the 45th president, uh, Donald Jade. I hope he gets back on Twitter. I hope Musk puts Trump back. I hope he puts everybody who's been banned back on Twitter and stops the authoritarian practices of those, of those arrogant pukes. In Silicon Valley, I, I hope everyone gets back on there and free speech is restored. But we will tell you what motivated him. It wasn't the ban of Donald Trump. And uh, we'll tell you the latest. He's now on the board. I feel like I'm watching, you know, Billions or, or Super Pumped, uh, one of these you know dramas about uh, 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 these high leverage situations and these uh, and these uh, billionaire uh, uh power brokers and this guy, you know, this, this, uh, what do they call that? The, the people who lend all the money, the uh, capital, the venture capitalists, uh, that's what's happening right now with Twitter. And we're hoping we're rooting for Elon Musk. Cause, uh, this is like something every idiot would love to do. Oh, you're going to mess with me. You know what I'll do? I'll buy the company and, and I will start cleaning house. Go for it. Elon Musk. I've finally decided I hate someone. I hate a senator more than I've ever hated Liz Warren or Ed Markey or John Kerry or Liz, uh, anybody. I mean, Mitt Romney is a detestable, disgusting, backstabbing, lying, two-faced snake. I, I can't tell you. And I will tell you why. He's, it's all for show. Mitt Romney doesn't do anything from the heart. Mitt Romney is a no-good snake. And I, and I, Voted for him. I supported him. I liked him. Uh, God, I regret that. God, I hate. I hate Mitt Romney. Uh, we'll give you the latest on what Mitt the Snake is doing to uh, ingratiate himself with Chuck Todd and Jake Tapper. You, you, the taxpayers are paying thirty thousand a month just for the house that the Secret Service stays in when they re- protect crackhead Hunter Biden. 
God, that's incredible. Uh, it's, I mean, is there any bigger ne'er-do-well? Is there any bigger dirtbag than Hunter Biden? We'll give you the latest. Uh, Eric Adams has a uh, proposal for all the uh, teachers in Florida who no longer can talk about sex with six-year-olds. You know, if you want to talk about sex and gender gender theory with five, six, seven-year-olds, you can't do it in Florida, but New York City Mayor says, uh, Eric Adams says, you can still do it in New York. Come on back to New York. The uh, transgender cyclist in England is out, and we will tell you how that unfolded, and we will tell you how the, these women, women cyclists, uh, took the took the lead, took some action, and hopefully they will inspire female athletes everywhere. And a um, morning talk show host, a morning radio host, got fired in Baltimore, and it wasn't anything she said or did. It was it was because of trans activists targeted her, went after her, and her uh, harassed her bosses and forced her out. Man, that brings back memories. We'll give you the details on that. And I attended a cancel student debt rally, and it wasn't what I expected. It was pretty wild. I got the video. I got the proof. I could show you that and tell you all about that on today's Callahan Show, brought to you by DCU. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is with direct deposit to their free checking account, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They will even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking insured by NCUA membership required. I, when uh, I think it was a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Elon Musk joked about buying the company when he was tweeting about free speech. And I think it genuinely bothered him the way these dirtbags in Silicon Valley uh, just crushed out any dissenting voices. You weren't allowed to say, you know, there's only two genders. You certainly weren't allowed to say Dr. Fauci is a evil little man. You weren't allowed to say, you know, the, the virus came from a lab. They had all the rules. They were there to advance an extreme left-wing ideology. It's what they do. Even after Jack Dorsey was out, the guy, the new guy, he's even worse. So Musk came out. Here's his poll. He said, free speech is essential to a functioning democracy. Do you believe Twitter rigorously adheres to this principle? I can't believe it's that low. 70% said no. 29% said yes. Who the hell are the 29%? I mean, a, 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 they, they banned a sitting president. He's still banned, banned for life because, you know, they didn't like what he said. They, 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 they pretend it's all uh, based on some principle, like with COVID, if you question vaccines, you know, we can't have that. That's dangerous misinformation. With Trump, you know, you can't have a guy inciting violence. And yet, you know, the Ayatollah is still on Twitter. Putin's still on Twitter. The, you know, Xi is still on Twitter. They're complete hypocrites. They're liars. It doesn't have anything to do with inciting violence or COVID disinformation. They're just radical left-wing ideologues who want to control the dialogue. And, and they do. Anybody who steps out of line, they will crush you. They recently banned, as we know, uh, Babylon B. They banned uh, Charlie Kirk. They banned Tucker Carlson for tweeting about 
Babylon B and Charlie Kirk. And they just, and they make you submit. They make you bow before them. Take a knee. Speaking of taking a knee, we have to get to one of the more bizarre things we've seen from our uh, cognitively challenged uh, president. Uh, (laughs) I mean, he said some dumb things and we'll get to them. But the visual, the photograph from that, that appearance he made in Delaware was just so bizarre. But back to Elon Musk. Elon Musk made this kind of vague threat. And you're thinking he's, he's, he, he likes to have fun. He likes to tweak people. He likes to laugh. That's why he's friends with the Babylon Bee. But no one, I didn't think, I didn't think it was real. I thought it was, you know, he'd make the threat. He would hope that uh, there'd be some restoration of, of free speech principles at, at uh, Twitter. But I didn't think anything would come of it. Then yesterday, he buys 9.2% of the company. Now, today, today's announcement is he will join the board. This is breaking uh, just this morning. He will join the board, said his chief executive, that is Parag Agrawal, who's worse than Jack Dorsey, who has admitted he doesn't care about free speech, who's admitted that it is uh, essentially their adva- the, the they use Twitter to 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 crush out dissent and uh, prop up their their like-minded people. Um, and, he, and he says uh, they're going to add welcome Elon. He says, well, I'm posted on Twitter. I'm excited to share that we're appointing Elon Musk to our board. Through conversations with Elon in recent weeks, it became clear that it would bring great value to our board. He's both a passionate believer and an intense critic of the service, which is exactly what we need on Twitter and in the boardroom to make us stronger. Welcome, Elon. Um, Musk replied, looking forward to working with Parag and the Twitter board to make significant improvements to Twitter. God, this guy is, is it is, first of all, it's nice to have, I think this, uh, it's nice to have a, um, African-American is the, f- the largest shareholder of Twitter. Uh, it, the man is, I don't know, he's incapable of giving you a double talk, of giving you, uh, you know, a uh, uh, chief executive speak with with uh, all kind of vague, you know, whatever, uh, nonsense. It, he just tells it like it is looking forward to making significant improvements to Twitter. What that'll be, I mean, he tweeted yesterday, do you want a Twitter button? I mean, an edit button on Twitter, an edit mm-hmm. button. And everybody's, no, forget the edit button. Get Trump back. You know, but here's, and hopefully Trump comes back. Could you imagine Trump now with all the things going on? He's going to be wilder than ever. If I'm a Democrat, if I'm in the Biden regime, I encourage that. For some reason, they yeah. really feel threatened by Trump. Biden is talking about prosecuting him and obviously I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, Biden is just diabolical. He's already used the Justice Department to go after any and all of his enemies. He wants his enemies in jail. He's like a third world banana republic dictator. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they try to put Trump in jail for some made up charge. Maybe the, the seven hours of missing tape on the phone logs, which was another made up scandal. But anyway. I hope Trump gets back on there. I hope every you know uh, right, right winger who's been banned gets back on there. Charlie Kirk. But now we know, I think we know 
why, what really motivated Musk. If you, if you don't remember, it was a few months ago, he appeared in kind of a strange uh, interview with the three guys who run Babylon B. He sat down, he's just a big fan of Babylon B, which is a satire site, funny as hell, great, well, not now, because they've been banned. They were banned for naming Rachel Levine Man of the Year. You get banned on Twitter for saying, you know, a man is a man, a woman is a woman, there are only two genders, whatever. If you don't show proper deference to Rachel Levine, who we may, I'd like to remind you every time I talk about Rachel, that she took, uh, she forced COVID positive patients into nursing homes, just like Andrew Cuomo, Cuomo in Pennsylvania, and pulled her mother out in the dead of the night and put her in a hotel because she knew it was deadly and dangerous. That's the kind of person this is. Now she's an admiral. Joe Biden made her an admiral. Isn't that wonderful? Um, there she is in, in cuddling. She looks like she's sniffing your hair taking after a boss. Well, she, uh, she's really a vile person when you do that, when you, I mean, why is she any better than Andrew Cuomo? I mean, honest to God, let's look at what she did in Pennsylvania. Forget the fact that she plays dress up and wears the Navy uniform with the Admiral hat. Uh, um, she just, I mean, she's, let's be honest. She's easy, easy to criticize. Well, Twitter, because it's run by radicals. No, no, you can't, criticize Rachel Levine or Leah Thomas, by the way, a bully who walked around naked with his man's private parts waving in, in people's faces in the locker room because he was a bully who liked to rub it in the faces of his teammates, make them uncomfortable and compared himself to Jackie Robinson. Are you telling me you can't make fun of that person? Well, that was the rule of Twitter. Um, uh, Babylon B was honest to God, the best thing on Twitter. It made me laugh every day. They were just good. They were twisted. They were kind of, you know, Seth MacFarlane types. They pushed the envelope. Well, Twitter banned them for calling Rachel, naming Rachel Levine man of the year. And uh, um, Elon Musk likes those guys. Again, he sat down. They don't even do interviews, but he called them up, told them he loved them, sat down with an interview, was drinking uh, like Trulies and laughing and talking about free speech and talking about, uh, uh, you know, Twitter, the, the, the Twitter fascists. And it was an interesting interview. Fine. Can you just check on, check that when it was, I want to be, be sure when it was, or maybe you can pop it up and we can listen to a little bit of it. But I thought that was revealing because it showed the richest man in the world, a has a good sense of humor and B is paying attention to these things. I'm going to guess, most CEOs and Fortune 500 companies, if you were to ask them who's the Babylon B, they wouldn't know. You know, they wouldn't, I don't know. They're busy. They're immersed. This is a guy with a million things going on, building. He just opened a new, plant, a new Tesla plant in, uh, in Germany. He's sending rockets to the moon or whatever. And uh, he has time to, to follow Babylon B and have a chuckle. Well, they banned Babylon B and he didn't like it. Seth Dillon, I think he's the CEO, yeah, CEO of Babylon B. He's kind of the face of Babylon B. You've seen him on uh, various talk shows talking about this ban. He said he refused to, they told me they had to delete that tweet. Hold on a second. They told me they had to delete the tweet of mocking Rachel Levine. They said, never, we won't do it. So they're still banned or still suspended. And uh, it's they've kind of become 
you know, the tip of the spear in this fight for free speech. Uh, Seth Dillon tweets out this morning, Musk reached out to us before he polled his followers about Twitter's commitment to free speech. He wanted to confirm that we had indeed been suspended, even mused on that call that he might try to buy Twitter. Now he's at the largest shareholder and has a seat on the board. I would say, um, I'm just going to run with this. This is why Musk bought Twitter or bought or became the largest shareholder. Uh, this is why he's going to control Twitter because they messed with the B. They messed with the B and now they're going to get stung. And this is so beautiful when you think about it. These arrogant pukes in Silicon Valley probably thought, oh, these, these nobodies, these little wise asses, these little punks at Babylon B, they're making fun of our girl, Rachel Levine. Just ban them. Or you know what? Tell them if they get down on their knees and delete the tweets, we tell them to delete. Again, we remind you, they could delete the tweets themselves. But that's not what they want. They want people like Seth Dillon and Alex Berenson and Charlie Kirk and Donald J. Trump to come to them on their knees and say, okay, whatever you say, Parag, we'll, whatever you want, we'll, we'll delete the tweet, we'll apologize, but please let us back on your, on your platform. Uh, and someone like Seth Dillon and I think Tucker and Kirk refused. And they say, fine, you're gone. You're gone. They're so, I mean, these are people comfortable with authoritarian tendencies. People who have no respect for free speech, no respect for the free exchange of ideas or robust debate. It's their way or you're gone. And thank you to Elon Musk for, even if he just has a seat on the board and shakes things up and makes them nervous and makes them reinstate the Babylon B. Won't that be something if today, uh, and people are uh, writing about this, tweeting about this fast and furiously wondering if indeed immediately they will reinstate uh, Musk's friends at the Babylon B. And then naturally you're saying, what about Trump? He's, he's not banned for any real reason. What about Tucker? If these people start getting their accounts uh, reinstated without bending the knee to Parag, uh, that will be a wonderful thing. And he, what did you, what is the number that he, uh, that he spent to buy the 9.2%? 3 billion. 3 billion. I believe Elon's got 250 billion. <laughs> believe he's got plenty more now there's this uh, th- uh there's this story out now saying that they're not going to allow him to buy more than 15 percent a i don't know how they could do that or if that's even true and b maybe he doesn't have to maybe he's already a larger shareholder maybe 15 percent, which is a drop in the bucket in his pocket change is enough maybe elon musk views this as a fun little hop let's be honest He likes challenges. The thing that separates Elon Musk is he does not rest. He, you know, he just immediately starts working on the next thing. When he, when he sold, was it PayPal? I can never keep him straight. PayPal. Mm -hmm. He was worth like 20 million bucks. And you're thinking he's a young guy and he's 30 years old and he's fabulously wealthy. He immediately pumps it into Tesla and then SpaceX. And he just never stops. 
I'm not, he has eight kids. I'm not sure he's a great little league dad. I'm not sure he makes it to all the dance recitals, uh, which is okay. He's busy changing the world. I'm sure his kids are well taken care of. And one of his things is to, we need people to have more kids. We need, we need to change the decline in the population rate in, in uh, everywhere in the world. I believe he thinks the world is underpopulated, which right there puts him on the wrong side of the climate change nuts, but he doesn't care. He's busy changing the world. He's busy growing and moving and innovating. And wouldn't it be wonderful if like tomorrow, everything changes and Twitter becomes a genuine place for the free exchange of ideas. Cause you know what? Elon Musk is not going to come in there and ban, you know, Joe Biden. He's not going to ban people at, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, MSNBC. They're not going to get, he's not going to, they're not going to stick, take down, you know, crazy liberal. That's not their plan. Right wingers, conservatives are okay with free speech. It's only the left wing ideologues that want to dis, uh, crush dissent and, and label speech as dangerous. We can't have dangerous free speech. Um, so it is happening now. It is clearly because uh, Twitter messed with his friends at Babylon B. And I can't think of a better reason, a better motivation they take down a satirical site, which was hilarious because they have no sense of humor because they, they, they don't care about fairness or free speech. And he comes swooping in and said, you're not going to do that to my guys. And, you know, he's just a man of action. It's probably how many times did we hear about Trump buying Twitter? Not that he could afford it. I think he, uh, Trump it would take every cent he ever made, but Trump, instead started true social, which appears to be going nowhere. Mm-mm. Have you heard anybody talk about true social or anything coming out of that new platform? I don't even think Trump is on there. Is he? Uh, I'm still not allowed on, but the thing is, You're if kidding. He, yeah, it's, I'm still waitlisted, but if Trump, uh, well, if, if Musk actually does make the changes he wants, it's going to make true social irrelevant. Cause the whole point was for the free speech portion. That's true. I mean, uh, yeah, he's probably got mixed emotions. He'll get back on Twitter. See, I think if he gets back on Twitter, it'll be entertaining. It'll be crazy. It'll be all caps and exclamation points and he won't be able to control himself. Mm-mm. And if you're Biden and the Biden regime and you want to stop Trump, why are you afraid of him tweeting? There are as many people like me who cringe every time he tweets mm-hmm as there are people who get, you know, motivated and inspired by his tweets. I think it's fairly well split on the right of people that don't really love his tweets. I see. I don't like, I don't like a guy who can't tweet, you know, complete the <laughs> He was president and he tweeted like a, you know, a high school kid uh, and hopped up on Red Bull. It wasn't very, I don't know. It was probably the dig- wasn't very dignified. Yeah, I must say. <laughs> it was. It was the worst thing about Trump was he just had a uh, free range at any like random brain dumps that he wanted in the middle of the night that made no sense and made him look bad. It was the one thing. And, 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 and I no appreciate him. He did that. He did it himself. He had right. nobody editing. Unlike Biden, who probably has never typed a word, <laughs> has no idea what he tweets. Everybody knows that it's not him uh, tweeting. Uh, hell, it's barely him speaking when he appears. So I appreciate the guy was accountable. I mean, he was out there. Those were his words. You know, you 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 got to a, a real look into the way the evil orange man fought at two in the morning. You know, when when he was mad. 
So bring them back, bring them all back. Let them all be on there. I mean, I, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily need, you know, some guy from whatever ISIS tweeting out, you know, a, a recruitment tweet saying, here's where you sign up. If you want to, uh, you know, be a suicide bomber or something. I realize there are limits, but there's nothing Charlie Kirk or Babylon B or Tucker Carlson or Alex Berenson did to deserve to be banned, suspended for life, or even Donald Trump. That'll just be a wonderful day in America. If indeed Elon Musk shakes things up and uh, gets all those people back on there. And you know what? The, the, the value of the company, and I don't know the, you know, ins and outs, the details of, you know, financial ramifications, but he pumps $3 billion in and the company, uh, it went up, the shares went up 30%. <laughs> yeah, so even if he's not there to be the great free speech crusader, it's another great investment by Elon Musk. So God bless him. Uh, I, I, I love the idea that we act, he's the richest man in the world. He's, uh, you know, the best, the most successful CEO right now in, in America. And he's the one guy who's not, not only not bowing to the woke mob, he's flipping him the finger. He's, he's taken action. Other CEOs, they're, you know, putting the rainbow flag on their, on their, you know, website and their, uh, I mean, did you see the Oreo cookie video from yesterday? Oreo cookies put out a video about some kid coming out of the closet and telling his grandparents oh, he's gay. Man. And it's like, you know, here's to all the, and it's like, what Oreo cookies, everyone from, you know, <laughs> cookie companies to Disney to the NFL is bowing to the mob. The one guy is the best, is the richest guy is the most successful guy. It is the most innovative guy. He's the one who said, I guess this would be the definition of F you money. He's the one who said, F you, we're not doing it. Not only are we not doing it, but uh, we are fighting back. He has, I guarantee, hell, I read, read a book about Elon Musk, and you don't read it and say he's a good right winger, he's a good conservative. I'd say he's more libertarian, uh, but uh, he recognizes the threat these people pose, and he's fighting back. And it's maybe it'll inspire other CEOs to. Uh, to do the same and to fight back and to tell these people to suck it. Cause that's what we need, but good for you, Elon Musk. And uh, I mean, he's turning 50 this June, this guy's done so much and he's not slowing down. And you know, he doesn't, you never see him out in a 400 foot yacht. He doesn't go to Pebble beach and play the pro-am. I don't know what he does, uh, you know, for, for, for fun. Bailey, he, he makes tunnels. That's what he does for fun. Uh, he, he changes the world at yeah, 2.9. He, he spent 2.9 billion, but at the close of trade on the day he did, it was worth 3.5 billion. So he made 600 million <laughs> in a day after buying Twitter. Good for you, Elon. You know, it's finally, he finally caught a break. I'm happy for Elon Musk. All right, we got we got so much to get to. Uh, you know, yesterday was uh, was a good day. We had a good Monday. We introduced uh, Callahan Coffee, and it's uh, going great so far. I was walking around uh, Boston yesterday when I attended the cancel student debt rally. I was there to you know support my you know my people. Uh, um, 
transgender strippers attended the rally, which was interesting. Uh, but some guy yelled, Hey, I got my coffee. I love it. I'm like, you don't have it yet. Do you? Well, I guess you, you'll love it. You will love it. Ironhead promises. Uh, but we have a lot more today. Where do we want to go? I want to get to this morning talk show host who got fired, but we'll get to that. I want to also point out how much I hate Mitt Romney. I can't help it. I just hate him. I supported him. I was uh, crushed emotionally when he lost to Obama. I really wanted him to be president. I really liked him. He really seemed like a decent guy uh, when he was here in Massachusetts. He's a carpetbag and scumbag who moved to Utah, became their senator. I'm sure everybody in Utah regrets it. Uh, if you missed it, he announced he will be voting for Ketanji uh, Brown Jackson for the Supreme Court. Uh, just to put in perspective, what a s- sleazy, slimy charlatan Mitt is. He voted against her last year before we knew about all the all the transgressions, all the questionable uh, decisions she made. He voted for her before we all knew just how easy she goes on pedophiles and child pornographers. We voted, he voted for her before we found out she can't define what a woman is. She can't say when life starts. Uh, He's just so full of it. Um, He, uh, he wants, he has become one of these people who's obsessed with Trump if, if Trump's for it, he's against it. And, and his goal in life is to get on uh, Meet the Press or Face the Nation or Jake Tapper's show and rip Trump or Trump supporters. That's what he does. That's all he wants to do. That's his goal. Um, he uh, Obviously, he doesn't care about the voters in Utah. Are you telling me in Utah, Conservative voters, Republican voters in Utah would support Kentaji Brown Jackson. He knows what the Democrats did to Kavanaugh. He knows what they did to Amy Coney Barrett. Zero Democrats voted for Amy Coney Barrett just because, just because they didn't like her. She's pro-life. She's Catholic. Look at this sleaze. I mean, we, we got a picture up of him begging Donald Trump to be a secretary of the secretary of state. Thankfully, Trump made one good personnel decision made a lot of bad ones. One good one did not nominate this, this lion two faced fraud. Uh, and so he, you know, settled for being a Senator from Utah. He's, I believe he's 74. I'll check. He's got 112 grandkids and he, and he's such a narcissist that he, that doesn't matter. He's uh, it's all about him. He's another one of these people who just can't walk away out of the spotlight. By the way, uh, um, let's not forget he marched with Black Lives Matter. He marched in a rally with a BLM hat on and said, we're doing this because black, we all knew what Black Lives Matter was all about at that point. We all knew they were a radical left-wing organization, a Marxist organization devoted to defunding the police and ending capitalism. Yes, he's 75 years old. He's worth 300 million. When, when the hell... All those kids, Tag, Josh, Craig, Ben, and Matt. Uh, none of them spent a day in the military, but including Mitt, but God knows Mitt is ready to fight, you know, ready to send your kid off to Ukraine to fight and die for whatever. But uh, this creep is uh, all, he's, he's going to tip the scales on uh, 
Kataji Brown Jackson, uh, obviously Susan Collins, she's worthless. And Lisa Murkowski, who voted against Kavanaugh, is voting for Kataji Brown Jackson. That's how bad she is. But I can't imagine anybody in Utah is happy with Mitt today, but there's not much they can do about it. They voted for this carpetbag and scumbag. And uh, I just hope, uh, I hope he enjoys his time. He's probably got a cocktail party this week with uh, Chuck Todd and Stephanopoulos. And that's what he lives for to rub shoulders with Maggie Happerman, Haberman, whatever her name is. And I, uh, I have, we all have regrets in life. I have some, Political uh, big regrets, but none bigger than voting for and passionately supporting this a-hole. But, hey, we all have regrets. I will have to live with that. Speaking of BLM, congratulations. They uh, got themselves a nice $6.5 million mansion in, uh, is it in Malibu? I think so. So BLM is now neighbors with the Secret Service, who's out there to protect (laughs) Dr. Biden. It is amazing. I don't, this doesn't outrage, outrage me at all because these are people who got what they deserve. The, the, if you donated money, donated money, money that you could have given to you know, the Jimmy Fund or you know, Alzheimer's or Lung Heart Association, you gave money to Black Lives Matter. And God knows lots of people did. We know celebrities did. John Cena did and Stephen Carell did and all the celebs were throwing money at them and all the corporations and, you know, Coke and Nike giving them money. And you knew they were a bunch of grifters. We knew it from the beginning. This is no surprise at all. Back Black Lives Matter secretly used $6 million in donations to buy a luxurious 6,500 square foot mansion with seven bedrooms and parking for 20 cars. Uh, in, in Southern California and the beauty, the, the best part of it. And we knew this one woman was a total grifter, this colors, Patrice colors. Mm-hmm. She's the one that bought like six houses. They're just the ultimate, ultimate uh, con artists. Um, there's a video of them. They have what? $90 million. No one knows. No one can account for it. No one knows where it's going. They do nothing for local BLM chapters. They do nothing for black lives. They do, unless you're talking about their lives. Um, But there's a video of the founders of Black Lives Matter, these three women, and they're uh, outside the house that they just bought for six million bucks. uh, And they're (laughs) they're drinking champagne and doing toasts. And you go, you know, I guess, uh, hey. They're not even trying. Yeah, they're not even trying to hide it. Good luck to them. I mean, they're, they're taking advantage of the current woke culture saying, let's strike when the iron's hot, you know, black, what don't you think black lives matter? It's the greatest marketing job of all time. And uh, they pulled it off. They're fabulously wealthy and suckers. I guess people like, you know, John Cena can afford it, but normal people, average people, uh, we talked about yesterday, churches, schools put black lives matter signs in the windows and every time they do it's cha-ching cha-ching for these scam artists why don't people open their eyes i guess they don't want to they want to be they want to feel virtuous so they say yeah don't you think black what's wrong with you don't you think black lives matter well you know of course they do all lives matter you know the slower case black lives matter uppercase black lives matter uh trademark they're con men they're con women. They're stealing and they're doing it under the guise of social justice. Wake up. 
Look at this video. Look at this picture of these three clinking their little champagne glasses and saying, boom, another, another 10 million from suckers and fools out there. But good luck to them. All right, I got to get to these spots, and then we're going to tell you about me attending a canceled student debt rally. Uh, Hunter, Hunter, the biggest, oh, Jesus, is is. Talk about grifters. Talk about con men. We'll tell you what it's costing you, the taxpayer, to protect Hunter. And I understand, you know, most children of presidents, vice presidents, they don't really need protection. In this case, I have to say, I think Hunter might need it. He he has pissed off a lot of people. Uh, uh, Eric Adams, the New York mayor, he's he's got a proposal for... uh, Creeps and pedophiles and people that like to talk to sex, talk about sex with six-year-olds who live in Florida. He's got an idea. Come to New York. Come back to New York. God, does Ron DeSantis know how to pick his enemies or what? Mm. This is like a campaign ad for Ron DeSantis. And I got to get to that uh, morning talk show host who was fired for making, ostensibly for making a joke about Kamala Harris, a perfectly harmless, innocuous joke. But first, let us talk about Callahan Coffee again. So you think it's going okay so far, Iron Ed? I've seen the numbers. It's going pretty oh, well. You've seen the numbers. Yeah. Excellent. How do you get the numbers? Where do I get that? I never know where the numbers are. I'm busy trying to prepare a show and you're busy going over the numbers. But all right. we told you about our big announcement yesterday. We've been working on this for a month and we're finally ready to reveal. We're launching Callahan Coffee. It's our first branded product. We want to make sure we did this right. So we partnered with a local roaster in Waltham, Mass. to create a custom blend specified to your liking. After testing multiple samples, we settled on one blend. I should correct that. Ironhead settled on one blend. We know all our listeners are going to love. I loved it, but I love any, I love dark roast coffee. This is great stuff. I might even say, this is gourmet shit. Uh, I didn't know that was going to make it into the ad, but hey, <laughs> I'll take it. I love that scene. That's from uh, Pulp Fiction, if you're not aware. Callahan Coffee combines combines beans from free continents to create a unique natural coffee flavor, rich with chocolate and sweet with caramel taste notes. We've created a full-body dark roast with low acidity using the most premium b- beans available. We also have uh, Bug the Chug Bugs, if you want to, you know, go all in. You can get some coffee, Callahan coffee and drink it out of a bug, the chug mug. We love coffee. We live for coffee and we know you do too. So this is a great way to support the show while getting a product you already want. Go to CallahanCoffee.com and click the link to our special media, to our social media bios to order your coffee today. All right. And thanks to everybody who already ordered it. Uh, let me do uh, my pillow. And then we're going to get to uh, the uh, morning radio talk show host fired for pissing off trans activists. Where have I heard that one before? Today's Callahan show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, you can get the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98 for only $19.98 with code word Jerry. I'd call that a huge discount. My pillow is made in the USA and it comes with a 10 year warranty. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Makes an excellent gift. Get it now and you can support this show and you can strike back against canceled culture. As you know, 
like us, Mike Lindell, is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping this show, you're fighting back against cancel culture. MyPillow isn't in the big box stores anymore, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. Uh, we'll get to uh, we'll get to Eric Adams and uh, and my my visit to the cancel my appearance at the cancel student debt rally after I tell you about this uh, morning talk show host in Baltimore. Um, let me get up. She wrote, she, it's a really good piece. I, I tweeted out her name is Amber Ashley. She tells her whole story on uh, spectatorworld.com. I tweeted, you can read it. It's good. She, she's, um, she was watching the state of the union like everyone else. And if you, I don't know if you recall, but at the state of the union, Kamala Harris wore all brown all brown outfit, and you know, it's what you do when you're watching a State of the Union, which I do, you tweet about it, snarky tweets, wise-ass comments. She tweeted, Kamala looks like a UPS employee. What can Brown do for you? Nothing good, apparently. That's from Amber Alley. Amber Athey, A-T-H-E-Y, from, uh, uh, from Baltimore. She writes again for The Spectator, and she was on... Uh, WMAL, a regular on their morning show on the O'Connor and Company morning drive show. Um, She made this snarky crack, which obviously is perfectly innocent. She was wearing all brown. UPS's slogan is, what can brown do for you? Not particularly funny, but, you know, (laughs) certainly, I mean, just harmless. Just, I mean, just a dumb wisecrack. It's what we do. It's what you do on Twitter when someone's, when everybody's watching the uh, State of the Union. Um, She writes, no one had a problem with the tweet until a few days later when I spoke critically of protests in favor of trans kids at the University of North Texas, a group of maniacal left-wing activists who want to chemically castrate children in the name of gender affirmation came after me. All of a sudden, the Kamala tweet was being reframed as racists and dozens of Twitter accounts were bragging about contacting my employer about my bigotry. Uh, she's written about these uh, dishonest smear campaigns. They, uh, the people who engage in them do not actually care about stamping out racism or transphobia or whatever. They only use those labels because they know they are powerful tools for silencing their opponents I've been lucky enough to work for The Spectator, a magazine that understands and fights against censorship for the past two years. They laughed and promptly deleted the angry emails about my Kamala tweet. Unfortunately, this wasn't the case for my radio station, WMAL. Oh, the radio station couldn't handle the heat. They bowed to this transgender mob and they fired her. These people are the biggest cowards on planet Earth. Honest to God, this this is what happens. They don't care about the Kamala joke. They don't care about anything, this woman said. She criticized the transgender movement, the radical transgender movement that wants to uh, chemically castrate children, that wants to um, remove the breasts of young girls, that wants to uh, pump kids full of puberty blockers, Confused young kids. I mean, just really extreme, radical stuff. And they don't want to hear a word of dissent. They don't want any critical. This is another reason Musk is so important. Because 
I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, this is a debate worth having. You should hear both sides before you give your blessing to someone who wants to chemically castrate a young boy, but they won't have, they won't hear that it's their way or they will crush you. And they came after this. And fortunately for her, uh, that the one employer, the spectator stood by her again, you want to be in the opinion business and be honest uh, be forthright. You need a boss with some balls. You need someone who can stand up to these mobs, to these crazy fanatical activists. She had some at the spectator at her radio station. No such like luck. This feels so familiar. They just bow because they can't handle a little heat. They don't care about you know defending. They don't care about the truth. They just uh, don't, they just want them to go away. Just leave me alone. Um, and the trend, transgender activists know what they're doing. They just keep coming. They keep pressing. They keep lying. They say she's racist. She's whatever, homophobic. They, they make stuff up. It's what they do until the cowards that run the radio stations give up, surrender, and throw their, their personnel, their, their, their talk show hosts, you know, into the mob. Rip them apart. That's what happened. Shame on WMAL, a cumulus media company. You are cowards. You are spineless. You are the problem today. You're the reason people like these activists wield such power. They are why they're so intimidating. This is why, this is the biggest problem with cancel culture. Cowardly people like the bosses at WMAL in Baltimore who threw Amber Athy to the wolves. But really good piece written by her if you want to know what it's like to be in the crosshairs of these crazies. Oh, by the way, they're uh, threatening J.K. Rowling's life now on Twitter. They're threatening to kill her. They're giving out her home address. Maybe that's something else that uh, Elon Musk can do, you know, say you really can't be threatening the life of someone just because she wants to protect women's sports. Just because she wants to protect, protect children, young children from the monsters who want to uh, surgically uh, affect them for the rest of their lives, but it's crazy. It's crazy. All right. Uh, speaking of crazy, I uh, was walking around the city, stumbled across a uh, a rally, which often happens out front of the state house. It was loud. It was kind of raucous. I said, I got to go check that out. I uh, walked up the steps up the hill, and it was a cancel student debt rally. I was surprised I did not see Ayanna Presley or Liz Warren, two of the big, biggest defenders, biggest advocates for the deadbeats who don't want to pay their bills, the deadbeats who took out loans and now expect you, the taxpayers, to pay them. Uh, it is perhaps the most unfair, insane idea, and no surprise, Ayanna Presley's the biggest supporter of this. She's tweeting about it every day. I mean, there could be 100 kids murdered. It could be 100 people dying of overdoses in her district. She wouldn't care. She's more concerned with fighting for these deadbeats to not pay their bills. It's the most unfair thing too. When you think about it, the people who didn't go to college who are working for a living, who are out there, you know, roofing or painting or picking up your trash. It's their job to kick in, you know, their hard earned money to pay the debts from some ne'er do well who got a graduate degree in art history and can't, you know, make enough money to pay. The worst, the best example of this is AOC. AOC wants the taxpayers to pay her debts. She makes 170000 and then more than that if she's making speeches. Her base is 170000 
she, if she wanted to tomorrow, she could write a book. I mean, I'm not sure she could write a sentence, but she could have someone write a book for her and make 10 million bucks still wants the taxpayers to pay the student loans that she agreed to pay when she took them out. There's absolutely no common sense rationale behind, uh, behind canceling student debt. But I guess uh, all these folks got the day off from work so they could go to the state house and rally and demand the taxpayers pay their bills. I, I assume cancel my car loan, cancel my mortgage. Those rallies are a different day. But yesterday was cancel student debt and I guess you want to do something to make things interesting when you have a rally like this. So they had strippers, strippers who didn't quite take it off. Although one stripper, the, the one I tweeted out, the dancer, she was showing a lot, man. I stuck around for a little while and people were throwing $1 bills. It was like, I don't spend a lot of time at strip joints. It was like being at the, whatever, the golden banana. Everyone was just whipping $1 bills and she was grabbing them. While she was twerking, why don't you play a little of uh, this uh, lovely, I, don't, I didn't catch her name, but you know what else? I'm leaving, and I see the other strippers. There was like a group, and they were all transgender strippers. <laughs> that, that's what they did at this rally. To, to, I don't think the one I videotaped, you make the call. Why don't you play it, Craig, and then you can uh, did you t- tell me. Did you tweet this out? Yes, I told you to get this. <laughs> I got, I, it. I, got I, it. I got 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 it. All right. You got it. I got it. Uh, you could tell me whether the, I think this is a female. I'm maybe I'm naive, but uh, there were some other, not there's anything wrong with that. There were some other transgender strippers and it kept the crowd going. Everyone was having a good time. And like I said, they were kicking in, making it worth their while. A few dollar bills. Um, this is the one I watched and she was, I saw real up, uh, up close. I don't think, I'm pretty sure this is a uh, female, but what do you think? I can't tell yet. Okay, can you just play it? <laughs> hey, she has experience. <laughs> That's a woman. Yeah, that has to be, right? Yeah. She was into it, very committed to her craft, good dancer, <laughs> and people were rewarding her, but... I, so I, I didn't, you know, want to hang around, felt kind of pervy video. So I leave and over <laughs> by the side was a guy who must've been their handler or whatever. Cause he was a guy and he was making sure everything was going according to plan. The music was ready. And there were a couple other strippers that were not, they were not female. And maybe they were, I didn't stick around to see if they were good dancers, but looked like everyone was having a good time. And I gotta say, I left there. I was not convinced to pick up, the, the bills for these deadbeats. They didn't, they didn't win me over. I, I mean, like, it, was, it was an interesting rally, but they did not win my heart or my mind. So I, like, I like the idea of voyeur Jerry though. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, it's always something interesting when you're walking around the city on a nice day and you never quite know what it's till you get up close. You're not quite sure what they're yelling about, whether it's, you know, Ukraine or whatever, it's something else. And uh, in this case, you know, I'd never been to a cancel student debt rally and, and uh, I liked it was better when they had masks, you know, like last year when you had to wear a mask so I could go incognito. I'm never quite sure. Is someone going to get, you know, get pissed at me for showing up at their, at their rally. But, uh, that was, uh, that was interesting. Let me do Shay. Oh, we never got to, you got to help me out with this. We never got to Biden or oh, we haven't got to Biden. We have time. It's time. We will get to Joe Biden. Old hairy legs himself was telling stories again yesterday 
And I'm not sure how much longer they can allow this because it is always hilarious. It is always a mess when Joe starts telling stories and there's one common theme they all have. They aren't true. You know, you know what he's telling a story you can tell. And, and by the way, the dead giveaways at the end, when he goes, true story, swear to God, if someone's, if Joe Biden says that's a true story, I swear to God, that means 100%. He made it up. It's all fiction. And yesterday's was an old, an oldie, an oldie, but a goodie. Apparently nobody told him like the last 72 times he said he drove a truck. Nobody told him that he never drove a truck and that he's lying and everyone knows he's lying because he keeps repeating that. But that was only part of yesterday's tall tale. Uh, um, we can get to that and we'll tell you why we know, we think we know Tiger Woods is playing this week in Augusta and I could not be more excited. But let me do Shay. I would have been telling you about Shea Concrete for a long, long time. Today, we're sitting with the man who makes it all work, the man in charge of the whole place, my brother-in-law, Greg. Hey, Greg, seems like business is booming at Shea Concrete. We're cranking that out, Jerry. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering, what's holding you back these days? We could use some good help. You need people? We need people. How many people do you need? At least 20 people. 20? Well, what kind of people? We have positions driving trucks, working in the production plants, estimating engineers, all kinds. Do you need any podcasters? <laughs> and all we do have the precast podcast. Well, I, I think it seems like a great place to work, as I tell people. It's a family atmosphere. You guys are good to your people. There's a great gym here at the headquarters. Uh, what's holding you back? Why can't you find people? Besides being to work on time, you have to pass the drug test. Ooh, <laughs> you have to pass a drug test. That's all it takes. All right, if people want to uh, come see you, they want to talk, what do they have to do? Bunch of ways. They can, if they want to be a team member, they can go to shakeconcrete.com, fill out an application. They can come to our, any of our offices. We got four locations. They can call me up directly. They can email jobs at shakeconcrete.com. And you'll give them a hat? And you'll we'll give them a hat. Hats. Yep. All right, sounds good. Shakeconcrete.com. I saw a really cool, uh, nice cafeteria here. Can we go have lunch? Oh, absolutely. We got empanadas and chicken. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know what they are, but I'm going to go have an empanada. Uh, let's do, let's get to Biden before I get to Tiger. Uh, uh, my prediction, I'll get your prediction. You know what? I'm not even going to do Eric Adams. If you haven't seen it, Eric Adams is taking out billboards in Florida, asking people who are upset about the parental rights bill where teachers aren't allowed to talk to six-year-olds about sex. He's recruiting them to move to New York. Why would anyone in Florida have a problem with that? So we're going to get rid of the creeps. They're going to go back to New York. And and I'm not sure how it's going to work, but Eric Adams must be uh, a secret uh, a volunteer for the DeSantis in 2024 campaign. But all right, let's get to uh, Dementia Joe appearing uh, with a couple at the White House with a couple of Mack trucks behind him. It was some rally about truckers and trucking. Which, don't you know, if you're one of his handlers, if you're Saki or somebody, don't you know if you're Dr. Jill, that he's going to tell that old lie about, about driving a truck when trucks are there? He's like a child. He sees the truck and says, oh, yeah, I drove a truck once. And he's done this before, and I don't know if anyone clears it up and just straightens him out and says, no, Joe, that was just a dream you had. Or, no, Joe, that's a movie you saw. You didn't actually drive a truck. You've never actually had a real job, Joe. But... 
he's again so comfortable and so confident when he lies that it just rolls off the tongue. But let's listen to the latest uh, mess from, uh, I shouldn't say that, with Joe Biden, you say he made a mess. You're thinking, uh, you need to clean up, clean up on aisle three. This is a verbal mess. Diapers full. (laughs) We don't, we don't need that image, but this is him talking about trucks. When I was a young senator, I was, there was a guy who uh, ran steel from Deemer Steel out to Ohio. And uh, so I decided to ride out with him to see what it was like in the strike. And I was driving, going through Shiloh, Ohio. And, uh, and we, he, he was, his handle was Big Ten. And remember, everybody, all the truck stops were being blockaded at the time during the strike. And he, uh, he called, he said, Big Ten wanted to come in. I forget exactly how he said it. And the, and the only woman truck driver ever knew I met that day, she said, this is Big Mama, no room. <laughs> Swear to God, true story. Swear to God. Swear to God, true story. There's not one word of truth to that. It's just something rattling around in his brain. Maybe saw it, you know, on some, you know, TV show or movie. Maybe saw the movie Convoy. He's Uh, he's really, uh, he's really clever. All the names he's making up start with big also. (laughs) Right. right. Yeah. Did, did uh, big mama know corn pop? You think? Uh, (laughs) Uh, do, do you still have the sound? We never played it yesterday. The sound of him uh, uh, claiming that uh, his wife was the vice president. Do I have that right? Uh, his it, wife. See, I couldn't decipher if he meant Michelle Obama or his Obama, wife. All right. It's a little confusing. It, you know, to give him credit, he didn't actually say Dr. Jill was vice president. He could have said Michelle Obama was vice president, one or the other. But he's he's just so... It's just so inarticulate. You're not quite sure. But this was from a couple of days ago. Joe Biden talking about, I think, talking about his wife's days as VP. And I'm deeply proud of the work she's doing as first lady with joining forces initiative. She started with Michelle Obama when she was vice president and now carries on. <laughs> Your call. Your call. Either Michelle or uh, Dr. Jill was vice president. Coin flip. And I need... <laughs> And I'm, you know, we're having a good time today. We're happy about Musk and uh, we're looking forward to Tiger, but I'll just remind everybody. I'll remind everyone uh, uh, every day that we may be going to nuclear war with Russia or nuclear war, which could kill a billion people. Sure, international depression. We're not sure. It's up to that guy. It's up to that guy. Whether we go to nuclear war with Russia, just Tim, you know, make you comfort you a little Corn pop was a trouble, bad but, uh, <laughs> uh, we don't, we're not going to get into it. The Secret Service is renting a house in Malibu to protect Hunter. 30000 a month. 30000 a month. When they protected Ivanka and uh, Donald and um, Kushner, they rented an apartment for 3000 a month across from their house. With uh, I guess that's the price of real estate in uh, in obviously they don't care about taxpayers. It's you know the Bidens don't give a damn. And Hunter has to he has to request protection. And again, I don't blame him. There's a lot of drug dealers out there that he's probably stiffed. Hell, there's a lot of people uh, in in Ukraine, in Russia, in China that he probably stiffed and stole money from. So if any son of a president deserved or needed Secret Service protection. I would say it's this scumbag. And by the way, when his kids are old enough, they'll probably want to kill him too. He's just such a dirtbag for everything he's done. So it's a lot of money, but uh, 
I'm going to say he needs the protection. And uh, we all agree Tiger's playing, right? And I'll tell you why I think. Because he's happy. He's smiling. If you saw him yesterday, he played a practice round with Fred Couples and Justin Thomas. And he was going from the range to the press. And he was smiling and slapping hands with fans. If you're hurt and you're unable to go, I don't care what sport it is, you're not smiling. You're not happy, especially when you're Tiger Woods and you know it's the Masters and you know you have only a few more kicks at the can. If he were walking around there knowing that the leg was a problem, that he would be unable to play, I don't think he would be smiling. Do you? I don't think so. Look at this this wood. He looks so good, doesn't he? I mean, even if his... Look at that is a great, that is Tiger. Uh, I don't know where is he, it's an approach shot. I don't know. It's on He's, eight uh, in Augusta yesterday. And he just looks so good in uniform. Does he? No one looks better in a, uh, in a uh, golf outfit than Tiger Woods. Nobody ever will. It's just, he's 46. That's the age Jack was when he last won the Masters. Um, it'll be such a great TV event if he plays. If he makes the cut, it will be outstanding. It'll be great you know, theater. It'll be riveting. I'm glad he's playing. I hope he uh, hope he can handle the rigors of walking the hills. And I hope he contends because there's nothing better. There's no better. Although, I have to say, the second half of last night's NCAA game was pretty damn entertaining. Congratulations to Kansas knocking off North Carolina and uh, coming back from 16 down, making history. That was pretty entertaining, but nothing compares to Tiger walking the ground, stalking the, the field at Augusta. I am, uh, I have an unhealthy uh, excitement about this, this week, watching this week. But uh, Fred Couples said he looks great. Thinks he can contend. Looks great. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. We'll leave it there. Congratulations to, to Elon Musk for taking over Twitter. Looking forward to him shaking things up. That's my second favorite sporting event to watch. Elon Musk rattling the cages of all the authoritarian dinks in uh, in Silicon Valley. That is going to be fun. But uh, we will leave it there today, Ironhead. I'm sure you got nothing to add, right? Uh, the only thing we didn't really touch yeah. on was uh, Louis C.K. winning a Grammy. That's true. We should uh, congratulate Louis C.K. You know what? I don't have a big problem with that. I feel like he paid a price. They estimated he lost a hundred million dollars. Yeah, Louis C.K. didn't get arrested. He did, he's a kinky weirdo, and I have to think that some of the women were uncomfortable. But paid a big price. He was uh, excommunicated from the from the profession for a while. Uh, he will always be a object of ridicule. Uh, but you know, kind of let the guy come back and make a living, right? It's kind of like, you know, Deshaun Watson or, or Tyreek Hill. I'm, I'd be a hypocrite if I said I wasn't going to enjoy watching him. But, uh, right, congratulations to Louis. Did he th- go up and get his award? I don't think so. <laughs> no, he, he wasn't there, was he? No, I don't think he even thought he was going to win, which is. Wouldn't it be great if he went up and, like, had his fly down or something? <laughs> no, he goes, can I ask you guys a question? And he starts <laughs> like. <laughs> I know, that that would be good. But uh, congratulations to Louis and to all the other winners of the Grammys. I don't know. It was, I, I never heard of any of them, but uh, nope. congratulations anyway. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We appreciate it. Thank you to Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow.
Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Who thinks it takes like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.